Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. I'm, I'm, it's, it's cold-blooded, what he's doing. 
I'm sitting here sipping some 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 some, some brown stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling kind of good watching some basketball. Yeah. Yes, the mood has subsided, CP. The mood has subsided. We we made some subsequent moves, you know, with some money that we had available. You know what I'm saying? So I I'm in I'm, I'm in better spirits. I'm not happy with the quarterback situation right now, but I'm in better spirits because the money that we uh, would have had to allocate has been used to bolster offensive line, get some defensive help. You know, so we'll see what happens now. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. We'll get to that. I think we, I'd love to get you guys' opinion on what team um, Deshaun Watson is a good fit for. Go ahead, TP. Sorry about that, but No, 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 no. I just, he said his spirit. See, that boy going to church, I don't know if his spirit is right. Like, like if you – listen, Barry, I know you've watched – Barry, I know you've watched the, one of my favorite comedy specials. It was a, a movie called The Original Kings of Comedy, right? And the, the fourth the, the, the fourth comedian that went, his name, God rest his soul, his name was Bernie Mac, right? Bernie and that's Mac, when he Bernie said, that, that, that's what that's what Bernie said. Your soul is effed up. So so I, I, I love yeah. this. this is your whole like the same face that Bernie made too when he said it when he closed his eyes and looked mm-hmm. at it, he said, Your soul is effed up. Look, look, oh, look that's the God. same thing. That's the same. I don't know if Everybody y'all seen the movie, but I love it. I, I love that part. I don't oh, know if y'all man. seen it, but epic stuff. Okay. I had to get yeah, that one on the grill. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, yeah, we'll get to that. I definitely want to talk a little to Sean Watson before we get out of here, but uh I want to bring up um, something that's kind of troubling. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of moves going on in the offseason. You know, Chris Bryant, uh, I thought he would find his way into New York uh, with the Mets, but he's signing a seven-year, $182 million deal with the Colorado Rockies. Surprising move for him, but, um, you know, get get your check, secure that bag, uh, good for him. A lot of big trades going on. Freddie Freeman has not been signed yet. But clearly the Yankees won't be in on them. It doesn't look like Freeman wanted to go to New York. The Yankees opted for Anthony Rizzo on a two-year deal. Um, but the Oakland Athletics are making a lot of moves in room in, in trades that they're making and, and selling off their pieces. Uh, they traded Chapman, Matt Chapman to the Toronto Blue Jays today. That's official. Um, Matt Olson in a ma- massive, massive deal um, gets traded to the Braves, and the Braves quickly signed him to, I think, a seven-year deal uh, for some big money. Um, they, they traded away their pitchers, um, one of their, their top pitchers to the, to the Mets, and Chris Bassett, or Bassett, I'm sorry, Bassett. And then it, it, looks like the, it looks like either the White Sox, the Yankees, or maybe some other teams as well are in on a couple of their starters in Frankie Montes and uh, Sean Mahana uh, and their outfielder Ramon Loreno. Loreno um, looks like he might be on the move as well. I mean, it's just the the o- Oakland A's just figure out a way to be creative in how they just dismantle their team year after year. Um, they still keep winning, but it's it's a joke what they do. Um, it, 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 I, enough's enough. I mean, their owner's worth what two point eight billion dollars, but they still sell off their assets and sell off their pieces. Not like his revenue, his 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 wealth goes into the bottom line of the Oakland Athletics, but still, um, it's, enough is enough. TP, I mean, do, are you kind of frustrated? Would you? I mean, if you were an A's fan, obviously you would be frustrated. But, I mean, from the outside looking in, are you frustrated with that the Oakland A's just consistently sell off their top players year after year after year? Uh, some way, somehow, they put it together and still able to get a lineup that could produce runs or get hitters like, that's one thing I do give Oakland right. credit. Like, you still have to worry about them offensively. So, I don't want to take too much away from them, but still yet, like, if you think of the past couple of players that have come through that lineup uh, and they're gone, it's like, how do they survive? Especially in an environment, and I hate to do this to you, anybody out there listening to us from Oakland, you're in an environment where you could potentially end up losing that organization. They may end up going somewhere mm-hmm. else because the fans won't support them. If you watch an Oakland A's game from left field to, like, you know, right center, there's nobody there. They don't have no attendance. Even up top in that third 
section, they have tarps over all of the seats. It's like nobody's there. So if you keep losing big name after big name, I don't know how you guys survive. Like, you're going to end up losing every organization that was there in that city sport-wise. So I don't know how this looks for them moving forward. I think that this actually sets them back because Seattle got better. I think the Angels with Trout coming back and Otani trying to be healthy, I think they're better. And the Rangers have just up their situation too down there with they made a trade with the twins also so like they they have a good amount of pieces there too so the rangers won't really be a pushover i still think that they're rebuilding i think the a's may have put themselves in third or fourth place in that division uh moving forward so uh i i think they'll still be able to you know be competitive because you, you can't really go in oakland and win games like that somehow some way it's just the mystique of that uh stadium that they'll pull out games with i'm i'm not comfortable saying that this is a move that you know, puts them at the top of the AL West. I think this actually sets them back while a lot of these teams are starting to make their way, getting better while they're younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, I got to be fair. The haul that they got uh, for Olsen is ridiculous. They got some. They got four top – I don't know if they're, they're, they're one, two, three, four prospects, but from the Braves, they got some of their top prospects. And, and I think one of the kids – um, I have to. I have to look. Um, I think it's Christian. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe one of our calls would know. But you, you know, he's. The, I think he's their number one. Yeah, Christian Patch Patch. I think is his last name. He's their number one um, player in their pipeline in their system. Um, and number 38, they said nationally. So um, they got a good haul. And to your point, they always figure out a way to come back and win games like they they we thought they weren't going to win last year and they won games so they always figure out a way to do it but it's just i I mean there's 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 low budget teams like the the pirates and the marlins and the royals and then there's the a's like it's like every year it's insane serious i don't know if you you had any uh caught any of the trades that were going down and the potential moves coming out of oakland but i mean what is your overall like feeling about Oakland just trading off all their assets. You know what? I'll be painting to be honest with you. My focus has been um, elsewhere um, as far as trading this and everything. But I will say this: I'm not oblivious to the fact that when we start looking at these small market teams that essentially are used as foreign systems for the big teams, uh, the big free agents, or or the big market teams, the Oakland A's. Uh, are, are definitely a team that comes to mind. Um, so, again, not trying to say here and that like I, I understand it um, or know all the players and everything that was involved um, because my, my attention was elsewhere, but this comes as no shock. This comes as no shock, the fact that the Oakland A's and, and the Pirates and the Warriors, like you alluded to, um, the Twins and things of that nature are teams that are able to select talent and you know, grooms their talent, and then they decide to, instead of building around talent, they flip it and, you know, get trade them or let them walk a free agent or whatever case may be to sign with a, a bigger market. I, I think the biggest baseball mm-hmm. thing that, that I saw today was the fact that Chris Bryant <laughs> um, got what he mm-hmm. got, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and the move that he made, I, I thought he was another candidate that could potentially – uh, go to New York or her, but you know, to, to see what he signed for, um, it, it, it's staggering. But again, I'm not much of a baseball guy, um, when it comes to that, bad, but I, I did pay attention to it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he got his check, he secured the bag. Good for Chris Bryant. I mean, a lot of moves coming out in Korea and, and Freeman are still out there on the market. I, you know, the Red Sox have come into the picture for for Freeman services, but, you know, it looks like – I think he'll be a Dodger. We'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, it's just – Oakland's just – everybody's in the opposite. Even the Twins added some payroll, right, TP? They, and, and they made the trade for uh, Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. I think it was a solid move on, on both sides. But Oakland just – Oakland. Um, we also got Mr. Harvey in the building. I'm going to bring him in and get his opinion because I know he's got the, the, the dish on – uh, these minor league players that are coming into the Oakland A's organization and then the players that are going out. Mr. Harvey, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, man. How are you? We're chilling like a villain. 
Um, yeah, just I love cool. your point of view on on the um, on the on the Oakland A's and 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 what's going on uh, in, in Oaktown. Okay, so uh, real quick, I want to hit on on two things. I also, uh, speaking of Oakland, Matt Chapman going to Toronto is interesting too. He sort of slowed down. He had a little bit of a down year last year, but is that who he is, or is he going to bounce back? Um, listen, there's no better lineup that a guy like Chapman can go into in order to bounce back because that lineup is going to take a lot of pressure off of him. Uh, with all those bats, the Bichette's grows and all that. Um, yeah. Now, I, I was one of the ones that thought that Freddie Friedman would be back in Atlanta. Um, I heard that they offered him five years at 135. And that wasn't enough for him, so I'll be curious to see what he signs for. Um Mm-hmm. So before I uh, go a little bit more into the Braves, to uh, Oakland, I'll just say kind of kudos to the Braves. I mean, I would have loved to see Freddie back. If you realize you're probably not going to get him, like, I think he goes to the Dodgers too. I think he wants to go back home. But if you're uh, if you're not going to get him, okay, you waste no time. You trade some very good prospects, which I'm about to tell you about, um, in order to get a first baseman who's five years younger. And then – not only do you sign him, and this is the last year of this deal, but you go ahead and lock him up for an eight-year extension beyond this. So um, you already have Acuna and Albies through 28 and 27, respectively. Now you got Matt Olson through 30. So uh, the Braves are really making a concerted effort to lock up their guys that they think are important for them to win moving forward. So uh, listen, kudos mm-hmm. to go ahead and switch your gears and and not waiting and not getting stuck in, uh, with a bag and trying to figure out how you're going to cover first base, especially now in the National League where you also have to have a big name to it. So uh, good job there. Now, as far as the A's, I've always, like you guys have said a couple of times, I've always found a way to somehow put it back together. Um, this is another very interesting teardown job. Uh, you know, it, it's funny, though, because a lot of these guys, that end up becoming bona fide stars in the A's that get traded are guys that ended up coming over to them as minor leaguers when they were trading off their last batch of major league stars, right? So um, I, I, I'll i be honest with you, I don't remember the last two names in the trade, but I, I, the two guys that I, I was kind of surprised that both were in the trade. But, you know, one of the things that they say when you're building a major league team is to build strong mm-hmm. up the middle defensively too, so catcher, second, short, center field, right? And Shea Langelaer is the catcher. He was first-round draft pick a couple years ago out of Baylor. Mm -hmm. Um, They say he's got gold glove caliber defense right now and could be a major league catcher. The thought was he needed a few, another year or two to develop in the minor leagues. Um, Last year, I think he hit 20-something home runs at double A. So he's on his way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Pache is the top prospect in that organization. He came up towards the end of the COVID season, playing a little bit of center field for them. He's got a fantastic mm-hmm. life. He can cover a lot of ground. Um, there were some people in the Braves organization watching him coming up. Uh, guys like Eddie Perez, who were around the, on those 90s Braves teams, they said Pache is the closest thing they've seen in center field since Andrew Jones. Um, so, if he's that kind of glove, you can maybe even put him at the bottom of the order and leave him alone uh, if he can right. cover uh, ground out there. So, uh, you know, they got a gold glove caliber center fielder, a gold glove caliber catcher. Those don't necessarily grow on trees. Now, can their bats develop? We'll see. Um, they got a haul, though, right? Like, they they, they got an impressive haul from Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I understand the, the frustration with the – you know, with selling off guys, listen, the Braves are, are uh, corporate-owned, and so for several years, all they were doing was just shutting payroll, right? Like, and they couldn't resign yeah. guys. And so the Braves were the king of the one-year rental player for a while, where they would pick up a guy, he would kind of build his value back up in the last year or two of his, free, of his contract, and then he would price himself right out of their budget. You know, they – they did it with Gary Sheffield. They did it with J.D. Drew. They did it with, you know, a multitude of guys uh, just trying to, to patch up that outfield. And as a fan, there's nothing more frustrating than seeing those guys come up. You've kind of followed them in their career. 
they start to kind of spread their wings and fly as a major league star. And then all of a sudden you find out that that star has been teleported somewhere else. Um, so <laughs> it, is, it is kind of frustrating. And so you wonder if maybe, you know, if they get a ballpark and that gets taken care of, or if this franchise relocates, if that does anything for their budgeting and how they handle this. Um, yeah. You, you hope so, because I feel like when you have an organization that is this great at developing players, uh, a minor league system that can grow these guys and turn these guys into into star players, if you could have any, uh, if you could have just any budget at all, <laughs> uh, you should be right. able to put it. Not just a division contender or a first round ex, you know, uh, team that bows out in the first round of the playoffs, but you should be able to really contend. And yeah, Seattle's taking a step forward. You know, the Angels took the the flyer on Thor to see if maybe he can bring his hammer uh, in the Angel Stadium and and have a little bit of success. Uh, you know, the Angels need to continue to revamp that pitching <laughs> as as bad as. Uh, as many different pe- people as open as shipped off. Um, <laughs> I still like have a hard time thinking that they're going to finish in last place in the division. They should, but <laughs> uh, stranger things have happened uh, with the Oakland A's. I mean, Sean Manaya is a very good pitcher. Um, and, you know, we played a lot of teams in there. Ramon Laureano is a very good um, outfielder, pretty good center fielder, good bat at the top of the order. Um, but, you know, hey, this gives them a chance to go cheaper and, and see what they can put together. But I will say this, if you're hoping for your city to help finance a ballpark and you want all these other things, selling off all your assets and getting rid of all your major league talent that your fans have grown to uh, have started to love or develop affection for, that's not the way to gain the confidence of your fan base and the voting public. Yeah, exactly. There's no way they're going to get a new ballpark built because nobody shows up, like CP says. But then the only way that they're going to, you know, keep them in Oakland is to build a new ballpark. So which one has to get? Like, who knows? But um, it's going to be interesting. They built one in Miami. I, I don't don't show up. Yeah, Miami, they don't show up. They, they got a, they got, it's hot down there. They got a nice ballpark in, under, you know, indoors. And they still can't get people to show up. That's why they didn't want to spend the extra $15 million. And Derek Jeter, you know, is, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm taking my ball somewhere else. So it, it's, it's crazy. These, you know, it's hard, especially in Miami, to get, a, to get them to support the baseball team. I don't think they've ever – I've been to a Miami game in uh, Joe Robbie Stadium. Nobody was there. I got great seats. I, I paid, like, less than 20 bucks for them, right behind the dugout. So um, it, 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 <laughs> people don't go. They just don't go. So. Uh, we'll see what happens, but big news coming out of the NFL today. Um, obviously, uh, Vaughn Miller getting a six-year deal to go to the Buffalo B- Buffalo Bills, and O.J. Howard also got a one-year deal to go to Buffalo as well. So they, they've been two players in, in, in Buffalo. And then um, the impending release of, uh, of Julio Jones, uh, the 30, 33-year-old receiver, Looks like he's not going to be uh, in Tennessee much longer. I'm not sure where his career is going to go. TP, I'll let you take it, whichever one you want to talk to or you want to talk to both. But Vaughn Miller getting a nice uh, nice check, $120 million. I think 51.5 is guaranteed. Um, and then I think 45 is fully guaranteed at signing. Big deal for Vaughn Miller coming off a Super Bowl win. And who was the other one that you were referring to outside of Von Miller? <clears throat> O.J. Howard got a one-year deal today okay. for about for the three point okay. five million. Yeah. yeah, for the Bills. Gotcha. And then, um, gotcha. you know, hey, Julio Jones got released too, bro. So that's that's the bigger news. So I'll save the best for last. Um, O.J. Okay. Howard, I think this is a time for him to shine, especially with him being with Tampa Bay and not really getting out there as much due to injury. Um, I think he's probably learned a great deal of, of wealth being around Tom Brady and as far as he's gotten in the postseason, I think that could probably help a guy like Josh Allen. So we'll see how much he could do, especially with one year. It can't really hurt. I think that he may end up outshining Knox. I think he's a better tight end than Knox. Yeah. Knox fit that system pretty well. Um, 
the mm-hmm. Von Miller situation, I think he's doing the best that he can to, you know, line up the end of his career, get as much money as possible. I can't knock the hustle of him getting as much money as he could uh, before he ends up leaving the game. Um, they do have young uh, defensive ends, especially Russo, a guy that I know so well out of Miami. So hopefully he can teach them a good amount. Um, they said that his tab was going to be high with him winning two Super Bowls, one with Denver and one with the Rams, that they were going to have to go and get him. I don't know if that's the end or be all for a team like the, you know, the Bills right now defensively. They were ranked number one, but I think that story was overhyped and oversold. If you look at the team that they played, yeah. they played three playoff teams. The Steelers beat them. Uh, the other two were the Patriots, and I, I, the other one escaped me. I have to look at the remainder of the schedule. But uh, they gave up points in the postseason, so, like, I'm not really buying that. I think their back end, they, even if they do get the Davis White back after injury, we have to see how they look also defensively. So that's a question mark. The best situation that I'm looking at right now is uh, – you know, Julio Jones and where he can go. Um, I'm thinking that Julio has two years left. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where, uh, you know, I don't know how this pans out, uh, what team goes after him, but I think he'd be more suitable to hurry up and get to Maryland right now and go to Baltimore. He will get a yes. spot right now to help Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Lamar can't – I'm not even putting this on the shoulders of Lamar. That front office cannot sit there and watch Lamar struggle with just uh, – you know, Mark Andrews, and I, I love Mark Andrews. He's a great tight end. Receiver cap- capabilities, mm-hmm. and you don't want to bring a receiver in there. You flirted with A.B. last year. You didn't bring him in. Or, uh, you know, two years ago before he went to Tampa Bay. Now you have Julio here, and you're not even, like, hurrying up and flying to Tampa Bay to go get him right now. If you guys sit there and don't bring another receiver to help Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews, you're going to set this guy up to fail, and he's going to get injured because you're going to keep him scrambling while the offensive line is in disarray. Like, you guys have more holes than ever. So the Julio situation, for him to be a, a elite receiver at one point in time, he is crashing in the end of his career, and it doesn't look good the way that Julio, whether it's injury or him not having that consistency with quarterbacks, this is hurtful to see Julio actually come to this type of end to his career. Yeah, I, you took the words right out of my mouth, T.P., like, if I was Buffalo, like, Julio hasn't officially been released yet, but he will be. As soon as he is, I'm kicking the tires because you're right. Like, it's, it's sad to see him, like, the last two years he's missed with um, games with Atlanta and now with T- Tennessee. I think he only played in 10 games this season. Um, really was hampered by, the you know, the leg injuries, the hamstring and all. So, but if he can give you anything, you got to kick those tires because it doesn't look like Baltimore's trying to do anything at the receiver position to help Lamar Jackson. So I totally agree there. Serious, I'd love to get your point of view on uh, all the, 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 the news that's coming out in the NFL today. Take whichever one you want to talk to. If you want to talk to Vaughn Miller, uh, I love TP's point about O.J. Howard. I think he's going to be a nice compliment with Knox on Buffalo and uh, should see some open, um, some open lanes with, uh, with Diggs and, and, and company. Uh, but, you know, obviously Julio Jones about to be released at some point, you know, might be the bigger headline. Whatever yeah. you want to go at. You know what? Uh, I'm going to take them in order, honestly. For me, I'm looking at how Vaughn Miller has orchestrated the, the, the latter part of his career um, is nothing short of spectacular. You know, he, he again, like people alluded to, he gets chipped down there in Denver, and we think he's going to retire there. And, you know, McVeigh comes in and, and picks him up, and they go on this magic carpet ride. And now he is attempting to uh, go for a third Super Bowl run. I mean, all intents and purposes, the Buffalo Bills um, right now, according to most sport books, um, are the odds on favor to, to, to win the chip next year. Um, so why not go out there? Um, and, and attempt to rush the passer um, and, and try to help Josh Allen and, and Sean McDermott get, get themselves to a championship. So, um, again, I'm not mad at him. Now, do I think the Buffalo Bills overpaid? I do you know, especially because I think that there are, 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 are better pieces in free agency that, have, that weren't signed at the time. Um, Miles Jack, a, a guy who um, I despise. Uh, when he played for Jacksonville, 
um, signed a two-year deal uh, with the Steelers. And for me, um, I, I thought that may have been a better fit. Um, you know, I, I can come in and help you right now. Um, Von Miller is a situational player. He's not a guy that's going to play, you know, three downs. He's going to come in on, on, on second and long, third down, rush the passer, get off the field. So for somebody who's at the tail end of his career that's going to play less than half the stats, you sign him to that massive of a deal, I think that may have been a slight overpay. But, again, get your bag, my guy, get your bag. Um, Bobby Wagner is another guy who has yet to be signed yet, and I thought, again, would probably do the, the Buffalo Bills a little bit better justice, especially when you're talking about a guy who can play all three downs. But I digress. Um, Julio Jones, to me, um, I posted this on my social media. This thing went from bad to worse to terrible in the blink of an eye. You know, it was only four or five years ago when we were talking about how he and A.B. were the best receivers in football, and both of their careers have taken a a downward spiral for different things. You know, A.B. is just doing A.B. type stuff, and Julio Jones can't stay healthy. Um, And so if if, if you're a team like the Baltimore, like we alluded to, a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that is in desperate need of, of, of another receiver. Hell, I even kick the tires on him if I'm Dallas. You just sent Amari Cooper mm. to, you know, to, to, to Cleveland. You know, you need somebody to come in there and potentially play a, a slot, you know, or, or go outside and, and kick Dallas into a slot. Um, could you possibly imagine the type of craziness that could potentially go down if you send them to Dallas? Uh, Pittsburgh, another team. Um, that, you know, has free, free agency capital and money to spend. You know, mm-hmm. we're in the process of figuring out what we're going to do with Juju. Is Juju there? He could potentially slide in playing, playing Pittsburgh. Uh, Detroit is in desperate need of a receiver. You know, so there, there are so many options and so many teams that could potentially use the services of a Julio Jones if he can stay healthy. You know what I'm saying? And so I think right. this is going to be his last hurrah. Um, I think that if he catches on with the team and the same song and dance takes place, um, he might as well go ahead and post himself a, a social media video and, and hang him up because ultimately I don't think he's going to be touched anymore. You know what I'm saying? With, with, with the receiver pool, uh, this free agency as, as lucrative as it is, with the draft this year being more receiver heavy and with a lot more young receivers coming out of the draft, the fact that Julio Jones is still getting recognition and getting jobs is sheer based off of his name and his name unknown and not necessarily the production that he's produced on the field. So if he is lucky enough to catch on with a team, I don't know. I, I don't care if he need to go down to Tom Brady, drink his prune juice, uh, you know, you know, take a dip in the bath water, or, or, or whatever you need to do to find the fountain of youth. You need to find that Julio Jones because, in my opinion, this is your last shot at catching on with any team and having a, a successful career in the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he's had a successful career, to, you know, to your point, and I think it is kind of his last run. I mean, this last past season, I mean, what, 31 catches, 434 yards, um, you know, not really the numbers we're used to seeing. I mean, he's the all-time leader in average yards per game, um, as receiving yards per game. I mean, the guy is an absolute monster. Um, I, I think the commanders would be a, a solid pickup too, serious. Um, you know, they could use a nice receiver to go with McLaurin. I think that would be a nice fit for them. Um, if he can stay healthy, right. To your point. Um, I, that's the only reason why, I mean, not the quarterback, but that's the, one of the reasons why I don't think it worked in Tennessee because he couldn't stay healthy, but it, you know, we were talking Brown and, and Jones on the same field, you know, that, that's, that's trouble. But, um, you know, he still got Tammy Hill throwing it to him. That was probably the bigger problem. But, uh, Mr. Harvey, I'd love to get your point of view on, on what, what's going down today in the NFL. Uh, Julio Jones pro- probably going to be released. Uh, Von Miller getting the check. Uh, what do you got from me, bro? Well, let's start with O.J. Howard. Listen, O.J. Howard has always had a lot of athletic ability. Right? Like, he tested well. Mm-hmm. He's fast. He can run. He can jump. 
Um, he's always had a lot of athletic ability, tantalizing in some ways because he, uh, a lot of people feel like he's definitely underachieved, and he's had one of the best quarterbacks that you could have over the last couple of seasons thrown in the ball. Now there's been some other targets on that team, but with some of the injuries, uh, you would think that maybe he could step forward. But listen, uh, Dawson Knox was kind of a figment of the imagination of Buffalo Bills fans until you know the playoffs. I mean, he had a few plays during mm-hmm. the regular season, but uh, it, it seemed like he stepped up even bigger for them uh, late in the season this year and had some big games in the playoffs. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. a second tight end, another athlete on the field, uh, a guy that can possibly go up and get the ball. Uh, listen, if O.J. Howard even uh, flashes his potential, he'll be an asset to that Buffalo Bills offense. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not an extremely risky move by the Bills, and it's a pretty ideal situation for O.J. Howard as far as a place to go where you have a chance to contend. Uh, now, as far as Bob Miller goes, um, I see your point about Wagner, uh, Spears, but I will say this. At the end of the day, the guys that are making the most money are the quarterbacks, the people that protect them, the people that rush them, the receivers, and the guys that defend you know, the, the DBs. Right, so uh, unfortunately, uh, linebackers and running backs, to some extent, uh, are the positions that sort of get lost in that in that shuffle. Von uh, Miller does bring, you know, now with that ring, he brings a, uh, you know, he's got a championship pedigree to go with uh, his star-studded career as a pass rusher. I think bringing that experience and that veteran leadership onto that defense, which really did not do a great job of rushing the passer. Uh, last year, I think that, that he adds an element that that defense is missing. Um, I think they, you know, they could use another piece or two. Uh, but I think that uh, it's a big signing. Um, he's going to get a lot of guaranteed money. He's not going to be there six years. Um, I don't think it's going to be like Julio. I'll get to him in one second. Uh, where he's going to be released after one year. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's old enough that he's not going to be there six, six seasons. Um, part of this, they got the guaranteed money, so that signing bonus. But part of this is just to be able to convert it, and you could probably push some of that guaranteed money back on that deal. So this is one of the deals that they'll kick the can down the road some to continue to figure out how to make everything fit in the, under the cap. So um, it's flashy on its surface, but if you dig a little deeper, I mean, I think two or three years in Buffalo is probably what you'll see Bond really do. Um, there was an old song back in the day, and uh, the lyrics were, me and Julio out by the schoolyard. Uh, Julio's going to have to find a different schoolyard to play in. Um, he is not and hasn't been for a couple of years king of any schoolyards anymore. Um, at best, he can hope to be an enforcer or a complimentary piece. Um, if he can stay healthy, that's a big, big, big if. Um if he can stay healthy or if the COVID numbers will continue to decrease in this country, I mean, some of these things are, uh, you just don't know. Right. right. So, um, I, if the Ravens don't at least kick the tires on him or the Ravens don't do anything at the receiver position, shame on this organization. Um, you're setting up your young franchise quarterback uh, to fail or get killed or a little bit of both. So, um, Lamar Jackson needs more weapons. We've been screaming that. Uh, people have been screaming it all over the country for the last couple of years. Um, now, it, it also depends on what the price is. Do I think that um, there may be some better buys out there than what you might get for Julio Jones or maybe more production out there than Julio on the free agent market? Yeah, very possibly. Um, because, I, like I said, I feel like we've always said that if is one of the biggest two-letter words in the English language. But we're talking about if, as far as Julio Jones being healthy, that word takes up about six books. Uh, so, I mean, hopefully he can, uh, hopefully he can get back into shape and show us. I mean, he showed a little bit of flash in the playoffs. He, you know, he had some catches and whatever. Um, but we just haven't seen him be, be able to string games together. So, uh, listen, if he does, if he is uh, somewhat healthy this year, uh, somebody may get a bargain uh, with Julio Jones at the receiver position. Uh, but 
I, I to your point from earlier though, we talked about him being one of the best receivers in the league at times over the last few years. It's a shame to see that uh, it's fallen off to this point as far as health wise. And I mean, listen, Julio is probably career wise uh, still pretty high as far as amongst active players, but as far as most effective receivers in the league, is he even top thirty anymore? No, not really. I, I don't. I don't see. I, I don't mean, see that. I, I just. You know what I mean? I don't see it. I know. And, um, being, and a year ago, a year yeah. ago, people would say that was blasphemous to say that, right? But I feel yeah. like that's that's the case right now. Yeah, and it's it's a shame because he, he was one of those guys. He was that dude uh, for a while in Atlanta, and you know, and and going back to OJ Howard, it's crazy that that. That draft, what, 2017 was um, a really infamous draft. Had a lot of top, what they thought, top flight tight ends, right? O.J. Howard, um, you know, T.P.'s boy, uh, David Njoku, and and my guy, Evan Fournier, two of those tight ends aren't even on their teams anymore. And Njoku got the first guy. Evan Fournier? What's that? No, Evan Fournier, my bad. I'm I'm watching basketball, too. I'm watching basketball too, my bad. Evan Ingram, wow. um, you know, it's it, it, yeah, it's one of those days. It's one of those days, TP. Um, you just slap me around later. I, I apologize. I mean, Evan Ingram's out of sight, out of mind. Uh, you know, he's down in Jacksonville. Uh, good luck with your career. Uh, but I mean, you know, not even on the team anymore. Teams don't want him back. I mean, that draft is looking like I mean, you got two guys in that draft. You probably three or four that were were can't miss, right? McCaffrey, Mahomes that people were really thinking about, T.J. Watt, right? But then you got Mitchell Trubisky in that draft. You got um, like Howard not on his team, uh, Jamal Adams traded, Leonard Fournier not on that team. I mean, it's crazy looking. Deshaun Watson is another one about to be traded. Deshaun Watson Watson's not going to be on his team much longer. Um, You know, we don't know where he's going to end up. you know what? Let's go right to that. TP Deshaun Watson, um, obviously with um, the, the the legal troubles, not completely behind them, but he won't face criminal charges uh, for what he was doing uh, or allegedly doing. I don't want to say, but I mean, he was flying these guys, these girls out, like on you know from an Instagram, you know, God, like call, Instagram messaging these chicks and flying them out. I I I, I don't understand. But, I mean, he's not going to face legal charges uh, from the, you know, criminal aspect. But civil, obviously, still in play. But that's enough to get people um, riled up and ready to, to make an offer. And, and a lot of these teams are putting their best foot forward um, for his services. So, TP, if you had to place a bet on where he was going to go, Deshaun Watson, where does he end up? And I think it's going to happen by the end of the week, to be honest. But where do you think he ends up? Uh, suitably where he's from in that Georgia or Carolina region, because um, the Panthers mm-hmm. have, you know, tried to increase that situation. They brought Deontay Foreman in. I think the traded piece will probably end up being Christian McCaffrey if that ends up happening. Or definitely in Atlanta, I think they could make that happen while uh, Matt Ryan is the quarterback a lot of people don't think should be the future, but he actually cut that contract up to try to make this thing work. Uh, if he could go back home in that area where he's from, I think that would be suitable. A lot of people are trying to say the Saints, but it's not like a destination right now with Sean Payton leaving. I think that this is an uphill situation with them rebuilding everything in New Orleans. I don't think that it is an interesting situation without him, but I get it. There's pieces there with Kamara, and depending on what Mike Thomas does as well. But um, you could throw Pittsburgh in the mix with the situation that they have because I'm not sold on a Trubisky or the Rudolph situation as well. There can be other teams that I may miss. Hell, if you want to throw Detroit in there, we'll send golf straight up to Houston right now, and we can just make those numbers meet because um, he got a big contract too, so we can we can work this out. So, so if you want to, you could ease on down the road to Motown if you want a Michael Jackson reference. But um, those those are the teams that I see at least at least in the NFC South to make it happen. I, you know, you're, you're right, TT. I mean, in, any team should be in play. Like, the Giants should be, even though they, they're committing to Daniel Jones, if you have a chance to get Watson, you're in play. I mean, the commanders, you just got Carson Wentz, but if you got, got a chance to get Deshaun Watson, you're in play. Like, you're absolutely right. But one team, TP, where's he go? 
I really think Carolina. The reason why I say Carolina is they don't have a quarterback. I'm not sold on Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. They gave him a one-year deal for what? Like, Cam Newton is done. Mm-hmm. I mean, done. I don't I don't see anything left in him. And uh, Sam Donald in, in my Barry Villain Jordan situation, like, please, cut it out. So, so like, uh, they don't have a quarterback. So, I, I think that's a situation where it could happen. It just hurts that the piece that they will end up using would be the piece that would be necessary for him to, like, make things happen with Christian McCaffrey. So, I don't know if Foreman would be right. the guy to help them, like, lift the torch, but I think Carolina would be the team I think he'll end up being. And he's closer to Georgia and South Carolina, so that'll help. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's the best situation for him. They need a quarterback desperately. They got some nice receiver weapons. I think if you get Watson, I think you have to keep McCaffrey um, just to have that tandem. But um, to your point, that's where he's from. I think he's going to need that support system. I think Carolina will embrace him. Um, and not give him a hard time when he comes back on the court. I, I totally agree with you. Serious, where do you think, real quick, where do you think he'll end up? And if you say Pittsburgh, I'm going to hang up on you. I am literally going to hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Here's a funny thing. Like, so I worked myself up into a frenzy last Friday when the news got me released. So, uh, I'm back at my state of calm right now. I've made my peace. I have understood that Trubisky is probably going to be my guy come September. But I will give you three teams that I do think have a legitimate shot at landing Deshaun Watson, and these things come as, as no surprise. By the way, as we were talking, Chris mm-hmm. Godwin has agreed to a three-year deal with the Buccaneers, so no longer playing on the franchise. Okay. But I digress. Thank you. Um, the Saints, the Panthers, and the Cleveland Browns. And obviously the, the the Falcons come into play, but the more and more I think about it, the more and more this Cleveland Brown situation is starting to gain legs um, because of what the Cleveland Browns have said publicly as well as privately. We've got Baker Mayfield pinning goodbyes and – We've got, you know, articles being written talking about how the Cleveland Browns want, and I'm going to use this word, want an adult at the quarterback position. Um, If you're the Cleveland Browns, you have no choice but to push all your chips in the middle and make sure you try to acquire Deshaun Watson because if you don't, I'm not too sure how in the world you go back to Baker Mayfield. And be like, right. yo, see what happened was. So the Cleveland Browns <laughs> and their own goofiness has made this situation messy and deadly. So although the Panthers do pose a, a legitimate, uh, you know, opportunity to, to get him, the Saints also, uh, for reasons that TP alluded to, uh, the Falcons as well when it comes to, you know, where he's from and, Everything. I think if you're the Cleveland Browns, you beg, you plead, you kiss feet, you do whatever you got to do to make sure you get yourself to Sean Watson because you don't want to have to go back to Baker Mayfield um, and be like, yo, uh, what's going on? Or you don't want to have to go back out <laughs> to the free agency and sign, you know, a Marcus Mariota, who in my opinion isn't up to par as an adult quarterback or you don't want to try to then push all your chips and make a trade for a, a gimpy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo coming off a shoulder surgery and who um, has, you know, not really looked the part since he's been handed the key. He's gotten to a Super Bowl. He's gotten to playoffs, but that, again, has some much more to do with the team surrounding him and not necessarily his play. This is a guy who shows up for a group assignment and gets an A for just showing up. So, with that being said, <laughs> I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say the Browns uh, are, are the team that, that he ultimately picks. And let's not forget with this Deshaun Watson thing, he has a no-trade clause, so he literally has to say, okay, yeah, I'm going there. Um, according to the report I'm looking at, according to Diana Rossini of ESPN, the Saints, Panthers, and Browns mm-hmm. have all uh, submitted offers and have <laughs> met and spoken with Deshaun Watson. So, we'll see what happens. Yep. Strong offers, too. Strong offers. That's what I heard. 
strong. Um, ass, that, oh, they're putting their best ass to Wade Miller. Yeah, they're putting their best foot forward so, to to really get him there, and it's really up to him to to make it happen. Um, Mr. Harvey, give me your your quick assumption. Where do you think he'll go? Where, where we got at the breakdown? Everybody's gone in, giving their analysis. But I mean, I'd love to just get your your gut. If you had to place a bet, you know, bet on black yeah. or bet on red or whatever. What, right. what team do so, you want to play for? So I'm I'm gonna tell you where my money's gonna go, and then I'll tell you where my heart is and why really quickly. Uh, but yeah, uh, to quote mm-hmm. Will Wade on the Wiretaps, all these teams are making strong ass offers. Uh, to try to get Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, um, that 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 one phrase was the one phrase that was repeated a bunch when uh, discussing uh, Will Wade's uh, pill as the head coach of LSU. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure we find a way to to tie that in here. But I think that I agree with Chief. I think the most uh, desperate team right now to get him has to be Cleveland with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. That question with Cleveland is one of the things that makes Cleveland who they are is that great running back tandem. Is it going to take one of those running backs um, in that tandem, uh, like a Cleveland Hunt or somebody, uh, to go over to make this deal work? They did. When both of those guys got banged up, they had some pretty good work from another guy. Um, so they may decide that this is a um, you know, position of riches. Um, but, you know, because there has been talk that Houston doesn't necessarily need to get a quarterback in the deal. So, that being said, I think if there is a trade with the Panthers, I think McCaffrey is going to have to be part of it uh, for it to make sense for Houston to pull the trigger on that trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I, I know he wants out, and I know that Houston is, is pretty much going to make that move. But if you're the Texans, as bad as you botch things, and as, as, as many times as we've justifiably so, rape that organization over the cold. You better try to get as much as you can back in exchange for this guy because this was your franchise guy that you just gave franchise money a couple of years ago. And then once you re- once you failed to sign his weapons of people that, uh, like DeAndre Hopkins, like he was done, right? So now you, you drafted a guy, you raised him, he's becoming a franchise quarterback, you were still going to have him on an affordable deal for a couple more years. And you went ahead and paid him, but then you, you took away his toys. And uh, so, you know, that's going to lead for malcontent. Um, I think, though, if he were to go to any of those three division NFC South teams, I know the Saints don't have Sean Payton anymore, and I know that's, uh, I know that's tough for that organization. But I still think when you look at the pieces in that defense and you look at, some of, and you look at the lines that they have, offensive and defensive lines, um, I still think that that team is probably the best setup to win if they have the right trigger man in that division. Um, I don't think anybody's going to beat Tampa, but uh, listen, the Saints, uh, the Saints beat them again last year with, uh, you know, with James Winston, and so I think that's the route the Saints are going to go if they don't get this guy. But my heart says, uh, my heart says New Orleans. Uh, my pocketbook, if you will, to use an old head expression for wallet, uh, says Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I think the best, you know, for, for on the field, I think Cleveland makes the most sense. Um, but I think my gut tells me uh, Carolina makes the most sense for Watson as a as a person and to, to rehab and then to, to, to kind of build for the next 10 years. Um, it's a good situation after Tom leaves this year that, you know, you still have the Saints there, but I think that division is pretty wide open. TP, I want to come right back to you. So Cleveland – is in the mix, right? They made a strong offer. They haven't, um, I mean, they haven't formally announced it, but everybody knows they made an offer. Uh, Baker Mayfield came out and thanked the fans for all their support and everything. I mean, <laughs> Sirius alluded to it, but I mean, what do you think about that situation with Baker and Watson? Like, kind of like the girlfriend you walk past and you see her and you still got the girlfriend on your arm, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, what are we, what are we doing with our quarterback here? I'm going to name the two of them together. You'll kind of put the song together. Well, it, it's a it's a melody, but you guys know it. It goes. <laughs> and it's the circus and the Ringling Brothers. And that's, that's what's going on in Houston and Cleveland right now. And the Ringling Brothers being, I guess, the Houston front office and, you know, Baker Mayfield. And it's insulting that – 
Chris Mortensen threw that out there when when everybody's on you and they're saying that they want an adult, that goes to let you know that I'm laughing at the Cleveland organization that you guys try to put this on Odell when Jarvis Landry ends up leaving and you're stuck with Baker. Baker's ready to leave while you just put the tag on Njoku. So now you have a quarterback disarray. What happens if you guys don't get Deshaun Watson? You guys are stuck with your hands in your pockets with an ultimate defense and a great running back core. Like, I, that, that's ridiculous. And Amari Cooper don't know what to do. He just got there. Like, this is this is a sad situation in Cleveland. <laughs> they better hope and pray that they go. This is an auction now. This went from just yeah being free agency market and trying to get them out of Houston. They are now got – they have to be the highest bidder to go get somebody like that so it doesn't hurt them if they watch Baker leave. Like, like it, it ultimately, I, I don't even know if it hurts or – it gets better if Baker does end up leaving, but ultimately, I think that it, uh, Deshaun Watson could be a situation that the team will look at it and be like, "Well, we'll send him to Cleveland. They won't do well with them, and and it could actually work out because Cleveland's defense is strong." So, um, um, I I don't know what Cleveland's up to. Baker is a laughing stock, um, and um, so I, I think he really, I think he's entertaining trying to go to the Colts. I don't even think the Colts mess with him. I really don't. I think Baker may struggle no. trying to find a team to go to if he couldn't make it happen with a guy like Odell and Jarvis Landry. I, I think he'll struggle. I think the Colts would make him want because they have no idea what they're doing with quarterbacks. They have no idea. Go ahead, Sirius. I, I agree with you, Pete. I don't see, see, if, if the Indianapolis Colts are willing to part ways with Carson Wentz after one year, after the BS mm. type of performance and play that he put on, there is no shot of a snowball and you know where that Baker Mayfield is going to be their option. There's no possible way. Like, you just traded a first-round draft pick and everything that you need to trade to to, to, to get this guy from the Philadelphia Eagles less than 12 months ago. And he's Mm -hmm. gone. He's sitting here in Washington because of his play on the field. Disregarding the that he's put up, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's no way Baker Mayfield goes to Cleveland. I will say this. If, if Deshaun Watson does go to Atlanta, I can see Atlanta I – mean, I, I, I can see Matt Ryan going to potentially Indianapolis. I can see Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. going to Indianapolis. Um, I can yep. see, you know, a lot of different options, but, but there's no way, especially with them – Cutting Carson once like that, there's no way. Yes, the 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 is out on Baker Mayfield. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, of course, he's gonna play. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 he he's gonna play it like you know he was hurt or he was injured or whatever the case may be. But the taste is out on Baker Mayfield, so it, it just doesn't make it doesn't make logical sense. Yeah, Mike, real quick, just give me your No, there is one way. And that is, I mean, listen, there's going to be a, music, uh, a game of musical chairs for quarterbacks, right? So uh, mm-hmm. you've got Deshaun Watson, and then after that, you got Jimmy G, you got Jameis, you got a few other guys still to sign. The, and if it's Atlanta, like you said, I could see them going after a veteran. They tried that with Philip Rivers a couple of years ago. So I could see that happening. The only way that I could see it is somebody, it's like musical chairs. Somebody's going to be left standing. Somebody's going to need a chair. And there's these free agent quarterbacks that people can live with as a quarterback. Somebody's going to be without a seat. And somebody's going to have to go over to the to the rubbish pile and pull out Baker Mayfield just to find a place to, uh, to plant their flag at, at the quarterback position. It could be Indianapolis. I don't think it will be. But that's that's the only way it happens. I just never seen a quarterback that's still under contract, even though he hasn't been extended on his rookie deal. That thanks the fans for everything. You haven't been traded yet. You're not gone yet. You're still on the team. I think he's making it even more awkward. To TP's point, he's making it even more of a circus than it has to be. Like if you do, send that letter after you get traded or after you get released, not while you're still on the team. I mean, we know you're not wanted, but still, but still, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. What? Yo, you don't know what just happened right now. What happened? Yo, they going you at it in his Brooklyn Nets. 
The yeah, Katie just pulled up yeah. from Africa and hit this shot. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I, I thought, dude, you had my heart hard stop for a minute. I, oh, oh luck. No, 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 because Luca oh. came and hit a real tough shot, and then KD came right down and walked Penny Smith down and shot it from deep with everybody coming to him. Oh, it's under, I'm sorry. Oh, under, um, yeah, wow, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying watching play. it, too. Wow. I apologize. KD is that dude, man. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. No, because you came oh, in God. real somber, brother. I'm like, what happened? What happened? So Luca hit the shot on the Dragic. The Dragic made that face like he's about to win the game. K came straight down and wow. just pulled up, and everybody running to him, and he just drilled it. They said it for 27 feet out. Like, <laughs> good God almighty. I'm sorry. And it drives me crazy. They got to work so hard to get a dub because Kyrie's not available and, and Ben Simmons is not available. Like, KD is going to – he's got to – he had to score – 54 in the garden for them for them to beat the Knicks as like uh, or no I think it was at home or whatever on Sunday but it's like on home games KD's got to put in 110 percent to get a win it's crazy to me but K- Kyrie Look, man even, even in this game even in this game break. he rolled his ankle somebody stepped on his ankle in this game they, and, and he's he playing like with a hurt ankle yeah he can't come out he, he's got a player they're gonna lose ground and 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 they won't. They won't get the right, you know, favorable matchup in the playing game. It's crazy to me. Like they're gonna ride him out, and you know, hopefully he doesn't break down in the playoffs. But you know, Kyrie, he's got to play, man. If he plays, this it's just a different dynamic with the Nets. They're just a much better team. But uh, no, Seth Curry's out too. So like when he comes back, I I think he's. I don't really know if it's like a big injury with Seth Curry because I don't remember him leaving the floor hurt. So we'll see how that Hmm. looks. Yeah, and I, that was another thing. Like, Yo, I don't know what happened. Really I got to get the. Winner. Oh my gosh! I got it. Back in Brooklyn, right? He can that Go ahead, Brooklyn. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie, yeah. go he's ahead, like, boy. He's he's he's. And he's talking to the old security guards. He know. He's talking to all the old security guards. He know. Oh man. But 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 TP, he's like Benny Blanco at the end of Carlito's wake. Remember me. <laughs> He's like, remember me? <laughs> Yo, he hit a three to win the oh. game on them. Wow. I mean, they doubled to get him out, get the ball out of his hands. So he much. drilled it. This he drilled it. What a so shot. Much, um, Basketball's the greatest. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, this is my house. You know, I I, I run things here, you know, then winning with the game winner. What a game. What a good game. Um, The, the Nets and the the Mavericks. The Mavericks playing some good basketball. I don't know if they're going to make a serious run um, to, to topple those top two teams, maybe even the third team out there. But, um, you know, I'd like to didn't win the pick up. I think that was what they needed, a ball hander to go along with uh, with, with Luka Doncic. So, yeah, I love I love what's going on out there. But, um, yeah, let's get let's, – let's, let's close up, shot. Let's get out of here. I, listen, Cleveland is crazy. Baker, why are you sending a, a tweet or a message? Well, I mean, like – he could have did that in a, uh, in a progressive commercial or something, right? I, I mean, it's just insane. Serious, 703 and all air goes in between. Get us out of here and give us a plug. Give us a shot as we get out of here and call us quick out. Thanks for uh, Yo, man, about. what's going on, man? It's a pleasure to be here with you guys on another edition uh, of the Free For All Show, man. Uh, definitely, man. Uh, check us out, www.sportsandcheck.com. Shout out to our sponsors, um, all those that are rocking with us. Um, shout out to uh, the podcast. Uh, I was talking to uh, the homie Brad from yesterday, man. Good dude, man. Definitely check in. TP podcast out, oh, man. Should be fun. Mo, why don't I be able to jump on a couple of those with them, man? I, I love talking football. It, it, it's crazy, man. With that being said, um, again, Finger Food is going to be dropping this weekend. I'm linking up with Pops uh, to finally break down what went on and. Uh, 2021 season, and we're going to look ahead to 2022, especially with all the moves uh, that, that, that we've made uh, to date. And we are expecting to make some more moves, be on the lookout for some more defensive secondary help, potentially offensive line help coming uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. I, again, I, I was frustrated with the fact that we did not, you know, get Deshaun Watson, but, again, with the money that we, that, that we saved and, 
uh, moves that we made subsequently, we've been able to bolster our team and get ourselves in position um, to be competitive. And, you know, who knows what happens. It's, it's an odd-shaped ball, and if it bounces your way, you got to be in position to scoop that thing. With that being said, Lord willing, I'll be able to hop on the cafe tomorrow with, with, with the fellas and talk basketball. Your boys going, I'll be good. Absolutely. Crossover Cafe tomorrow at 9 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time uh, with, with Dave and, and myself probably arguing again about Kyrie and, 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 the, and all points in between because that's what we do. Um, yeah, shout out to PHI Apparel. Uh, get to their website, phiapparel.co. Use the promo code CHEFS, C-H-E-F-S, CHEFS. I got it right this time, TP. 15% off your order when you get to phiapparel.co. Thank you guys for, for, for sponsoring our show. Um, also, listen, we got we got brackets ready for you guys. Get out there, buy a bracket, $10 a pop, um, celebrating uh, March Madness, my favorite time of the year. Uh, get your brackets ready. I got to print mine out, get my, uh, my different color uh, highlighters ready for my uh, wins and losses. Even though everything's digital, I still, I'm old school. I like doing it, printing out my bracket and, and looking at everything just because, uh, this is just my favorite time of year. So um, shout out to all the chefs that hang out with us, Mike and, and Sirius, and, and coming out and do the show with us. But TP Timeless, you know what to do. Get us out of here, big bro, man. I love doing the show with you, man. We got to uh, do more uh, more stuff in the future, man. SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the website, the interviews, the blogs. The chefs will be back here tomorrow with the crossover cafe. Um, interesting enough, the Lakers are making this a game. With the Wolves, the Wolves are up heavy, up 21. The Lakers are now coming back, in which Russ missed a shot. Patrick Beverly held his nose like he stinks in the middle of the game. <laughs> disgusting disrespect. Disgusting disrespect. Wow. And they have history. They have history since the OKC days. So I was I was bitter then because Russell's well, you, you know, his season was ended and he was missing the whole year due to that knee injury. Now that Russell's gone, it's like I'm shaking my head heavily. I don't I don't know what to say about this. Hopefully the Lakers turn this around up. I'm lying. The Wolves hit a three, put it to nine. So we'll see how this goes down. There's nine minutes left in this game. <laughs> the Knicks got Barry win. I know Barry's over there happy to hear him. They won by 30 up against the Blazers. Not really. Um, Not really. The game of the night tonight is the Celtics <laughs> versus the Warriors, too. So stay, stay close to that on that situation as well. A lot of basketball going on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be basketball frenzy for the remainder of the month going into April where the playoffs come around. But on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Kaboom! Sports city chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports. Pay attention, tune in, we on a set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef, 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 Chef,